Hello and welcome to the Pixie Dust Project podcast, where magic is as commonplace as Starbucks and being a Disney adult isn't a stigma. We have a very exciting episode planned for you today where we'll be talking through the food at Epcot's Festival of the Arts, aka Farts. Yes, we do call it that. That's what you call it. Uh, We're going to do a little bracket challenge game a la our Festival of the Holidays episode. But first, if you like the Pixie Dust Project pod, we would so appreciate if you gave us a follow and a rating on your listening platform of choice it's as easy as tapping the number of stars you think we deserve we think we deserve five we would actually say higher if you could but you know it's up to you whatever and if you want to go above and beyond and leave us a review that would be so magical of you one of my personal goals in 2023 is to read aloud reviews um I would love to be able to do that so if you'd like to hear your review read aloud then leave one make it good We'll, well, maybe we'll pick it. Uh, all right. We have a very small amount of Disney news. Not a, a crazy week like last week. Erin, would you like to kick us off? Yes, it has been pretty quiet since all of the bombs that we got dropped on us last week. So pretty it's just been crickets around here in the Disney news um section but we did want to talk through the vault collection merch drops um and just some of the other merch drops in general that have been happening around the parks because I feel like there's so much good stuff lately um one of the the more popular ones that we've been seeing of course on social media are the 20th anniversary and the 25th anniversary collections which if you guys know, you know, Sarah is like the biggest Cake Castle fan ever. And so I saw this TikTok where the someone had found the Cake Castle hoodie and I sent it to her and I thought she was going to die. So definitely, if you guys see that out in the parks, DM us because I went to Epcot last night looking for it and I could not find it for her. So we're on the hunt for that hoodie. But yeah, super good merch drops in the parks lately. The 20th stuff has been really great. Um, going back to the 25th anniversary, they had the blue, almost like bomber jacket, um, kind of look. And I know everyone has been snatching those up. Our friend Erica got that and it's super, super cute. Um, I personally got the 20th anniversary, like teal retro, um, t-shirt. I got that on my birthday trip. So I was really happy to snag that. And I found that at the contemporary, um, and what I've found, and I'm sure, a lot of you guys already know this is like if you're looking for the merch, the vault collection merch, whoa, it's whoa, never whoa, whoa, whoa. Do we tell them our secrets? <laughs> I have yet to get my Kate Castle hoodie. <laughs> I have mixed feelings of no, you tell them. But I, no. listen, we're gonna tell you guys our little secret on one condition. If you find the castle cake hoodie. In an XL or double XL, you have to get it for me. I will reimburse you for shipping, for the cost of the th- everything, but you got to get it for me. <laughs> All right, go for it. Yes. So I don't know if it's a secret, but it's just one thing that I've noticed um, since the vault collection has come out over the past, what feels like 15 years uh, since the 50th anniversary started, but the vault collection merch is very rarely in the main gift shops. Like you're not going to see it in the Emporium. You're not going to see it in Creations. Um, you're like at Animal Kingdom. It's in that one random dinosaur gift shop in the back. It's just like the most random gift shops, I feel like, for the vault collection merch. So if you're looking for something specific, aka the Cake Castle hoodie for Sarah, maybe try going off the beaten path. And like I said, you guys probably already know this, but that's just something I've noticed. Um, The goods are usually not in the main gift shop, which is very interesting. Yeah, I I think it's because no one, like it doesn't sell out. I will say, um, Erica didn't tell me your name, but shout out to Erica's friend who Erica like put on a mission to find this hoodie for me. Bless you, whoever you are. I send all my good vibes to you on this journey. Um, and I guess like also theoretically, Disney has a week to get their inventory back up because that is the other like, I mean, not important, but like a small piece of news is I'm feeling very blessed in 2023 because I will be back in Dis. I was just there for the marathon and I will be back in Disney literally next weekend. Um, 
with my girls, with Aaron and Erica, I, I could not, I could not be more thrilled. Like I can't stop smiling thinking about it. Um, and I'll be back again in February. So yeah, feeling very blessed, very blessed this year. Um, but that's part of the reason we want to do this farts episode is because it's my, it's my first farts. This was Erica's first farts. Wait, Erin, did you not know that? I don't think I, maybe I did know, but I think I forgot that it was your first farts. Oh my God. It's my first one. It's, that's why you're going to love it fits, so much. The fits I have planned are so extra because it's my, it's my first one. Oh my God. So I'm so thrilled for you. I personally, I go back and forth on if farts or flower and garden is my favorite festival festival of the arts is definitely much more enjoyable as far as a weather standpoint like flower and garden I just picture myself like dripping sweat the whole time because it's that time of year but same with food and um, wine yes food and wine as well I personally think that the food is the best at flower and garden out of all of the festivals no that might be a hot take I think it is it is a hot take that is I don't know I feel like it's the worst. Uh, this year's food and wine was was different, but I feel like historically speaking. See, I would almost argue the opposite. Historically, food and wine has always been way better, but lately flower and garden has been mm. way better. And I'm talking like decades. Like I remember when food and wine festival had, it was really about food and wine and they had like chefs come in. And you could sit down and take classes. Like our trips, this is how much my parents love me. Roger and Lisa, I know you listen to this. Reed doesn't, but they do. Um, I just want to say thank you because looking back, I now realize how much this must have stucked for you. Uh, all of our trips during Food and Wine were literally just getting in line for food demonstrations, getting out of them, and then getting right back in line for food demonstrations because I have such an obsession with cooking. That said... We did make some really cool connections from those things. And we got um, we got to go to Jico and we got our whole meal comped. We got to sit at the cooking place. We got all these like special made for us dishes sent out by the head chef um, because the sous chef I had met at one of these and she liked me so much. It was also my birthday. So the whole kitchen staff wrote a birthday card for me. Like I got, girl, I got some good memories from, I remember my birthday dessert That's amazing. was a pistachio creme brulee with a dark chocolate base. I still think about that sometimes. It was so good. We tried ostrich. I miss OG Disney, man. It was so different. None of these pre prefix menu BS. I don't know. That's a different episode as we talked about last week. I know. Uh, I feel like our every episode is just like we get more. We and just more get more. <laughs> yeah, we get more and more aggressive about uh about past Disney. So, uh, all right. Well, you want to introduce year, but... I was gonna say you want to introduce our pre- before because I will get I will get better about it. I'm in, Let's I'm take in, Sarah off the soapbox before she gets started. <laughs> I'm in dry January until I get to farts, and so I'm uh. I'm drinking non-alcoholic wine right now, so I, I'll very easily get aggressive about this quickly. I love that. I think one thing, I don't know if we've talked about this before, and then we'll actually get into it, <laughs> is our little, we love to have little drinks on the podcast. Like, I always save, like, whether it's a, like a um, like a LaCroix or a Diet Coke or whatever, like, I always save, like, a special drink for the podcast yeah. because, I, I don't know, it just makes it feel more, like, fun. I, I like having something to drink out of a wine, like a nice big yes. wine glass for the podcast. It doesn't have to be alcohol. Sometimes I put like a poppy. Oh, in there. I love poppy. I love, love poppy. Um, I'm, I'm trying to like, I also don't drink, like we talked about this before. So sometimes my only drink of the week is during the podcast. Like I'll save, I'll save it as like a treat. Um, but yeah. So we like we like to be fancy while we record. Feel yes. good about it. I hope you guys enjoy a special drink when you're listening to our podcast from now on because that's yeah. what we're doing while we're talking. Maybe but not those we can actually driving, but everyone else yeah. have a drink. Yes. <laughs> if you're driving, just get a soda or something. Get a Diet Coke for me. So we can go ahead and actually get into it now. Um, like Sarah mentioned, we did this bracket for the festival of the holidays. And I think it might be our new thing for every festival just because it's so fun. It's a really interactive way to go through the menus. Unlike our first episode 
where we just read through every single menu and it took like two hours. So we're going to go through all the menus for Festival of the Arts with a bracket challenge um, to find the ultimate farting champion. <laughs> I <laughs> Maybe love that. not say farting, farts champion. That's my um, champion. Ultimate farts champion. I actually went to Festival of the Arts for the first time uh, this year. I've been before the first time this year in 2023 last night. And I got to try a few things, which was really nice. Um, I thought of Sarah because I tried some of the food at the Italy booth and I just like heard her screaming in the background. But um, my highlight, and we'll get into it when we get into the menus, but the rainbow cake was a one million out of 10. It was so good. But also I need to share a little story time. Just exclusive for our Pixie Dust Project listeners. And this might change your opinion of me, but I don't care. So I was walking through to go find a table with my piece of cake. And this cake is really, really top heavy. So I'm walking. I have my figment cup because we got the grape smoothie, but they gave us an extra cup because I didn't want the grape smoothie. I just wanted the cup, the figment cup. Um, So I've got my cup in one hand. I've got my phone, my credit card, like everything and I've got this piece of cake and it just tumbles and it just falls on the ground. And we're all, there's like five of us there and everyone starts screaming in the middle of the Odyssey or whatever it's called. Anyways, my cake falls on the floor, but we grabbed it really fast and I still ate it. <laughs> and I have no shame about it. I mean, Disney food is expensive. I feel it's like expensive. The five, they keep their parks very clean. I feel like the they five do. second rule is applicable. I like blew it off. There was nothing on it. It was fine. I'm still living and breathing today. It's been 24 hours. Yeah, you're so I just you're out of the window. Everyone, I was like, I looked at my friends that I was with and I was like, would you guys eat this if you dropped it? And they were like, yeah. So I was like, okay, well, here we go. (laughs) As long as those around you aren't gonna judge you for it, then yeah, means girl, you do, you do, yeah. So, okay, the way that we've decided to do this, just so you as our audience knows, um, because once again, I didn't learn anything from Festival of the Arts and I still can't make a functional bracket. So we're, I drew a bracket. So we're starting with the West side, the whatever, yeah, the West side. And we have the Disney food blog menu page open. Aaron's gonna start at the top. I'm gonna start at the bottom. And we're just going to keep going back and forth until we meet in the middle. And that's how this is going to be. So with that being said, Aaron, first up, artist table. Hit me. Yes. The artist table. I just took a big old sip of my drink. Yeah, so I, sorry. I I'm like smacking. I set you up for that. Like <laughs> as you were, I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> That's okay. So the artist's table, I will go through the food items and then the beverages really quickly. So for food, we have the three meatloaf with peas and carrots, green pea pudding, carrot ketchup, shaved carrot salad, and snap peas. Then we have duck and dumplings, which is smoked duck breast, ricotta dumplings, petite vegetables, and duck juice. And then we have hummingbird cake, which is banana cake with pineapple, coconut, pecans, and cream cheese frosting with a banana sorbet which sounds fabulous. I do like hummingbird cake, yeah. Yes. If you guys are Florida locals, Publix hummingbird cake is 10 out of 10. Um, And then for beverages, we have a sipping chocolate flight, which is white milk and dark chocolate, non-alcoholic. And then we have some beers. We have a Boulevard Brewing Co. Tank 7 Farmhouse Ale. And then we have an Amber Ale, a Belgian Quad, a Pinot Noir. And then we have some liqueurs, some chocolate liqueurs um, of... I just forgot how to read. Um, a symphony in chocolate flight, Mozart chocolate liqueurs paired with sipping chocolate, which sounds so cute. And then a beer flight. All right. I mean, the, I think there's one thing on that menu that has me in a chokehold and it's the duck and dumplings. You know how I mm. feel about duck? Love it. It's not used enough. Um, all right. Mine is... Vibrante and Vivido, which is the Encanto uh, booth. So we've got the chorizo and potato empanada with turmeric aioli and annatto aioli. I actually don't know what that second one is, which bothers me. And then we have a spicy soup with many things I can't pronounce, but there are two types of chilies. It's arbol chili and guajillo chili. 
uh, chili spice, chicken, potato, avocado, corn, and creme fraiche, and then a passion fruit mousse with dragon fruit jam, and it's it's bright pink, and it has, like, the little Encanto, like, tile design as, like, a little white chocolate disc on top. For beverages, we have a coconut and passion fruit smoothie, non-alcoholic, a frozen pina colada, and a frozen, or, and just a passion fruit daiquiri, both of which, and I think this is important for the alcohol. You guys know how I feel about alcohol at these booths. Those two drinks each will set you back $14. Um, mm-hmm. So I say that because there's a drink later on. It might actually be the next booth for Aaron that will set you back more than that, but I want it anyway. Um, I don't know, man. I have my vote for this one. And this is, I feel like, hard because we both like like empanadas and uh, we like uh, south of the border food. I don't want to classify the culture incorrectly. I know it's not Mexican. Colombian is, but is it all Colombian food? You tell us. I don't know. I'm not a thousand percent sure. I know empanadas are like very like across different cultures so I'm not sure uh my vote is for the artists um the artist table mostly because I want the Dunkin Dumplings I want the hummingbird cake I do not want the three meat meatloaf I saw photos of that that looks like some school cafeteria bs Ooh. I mean my vote is for the vibrante and vivido because that is like my favorite kind of food but I will say I feel like to avoid because I know there's like Mexico has another booth and I'm sure that that one will win so like for the sake of diversifying our menu we'll go with artist table amazing I also think like I will say the artist table I think is more in theme for yeah. the event like honestly the Encanto one just kind of looks like any food and wine festival mm-hmm. booth so okay so next we have the craftsman's courtyard which is a short little menu um we have beef wellington which I actually got this last night and it was so delicious oh, um it's got mushrooms prosciutto and puff pastry with red wine demi glace and baby vegetables it was so good. I ate the whole thing. Um, I like guzzled it down. It was so good. Um, and then there's cast iron roasted PEI mussels with sauteed tomatoes, garlic, and fresh herbs. I, You guys know me. I could do without that. Um, and then we have an oatmeal stout and a cold-fashioned coffee cocktail. Isn't that's like their version of the espresso martini, right? Is that this booth or is um, that a different booth? No, that's a different I'm booth. not sure. We'll no, we'll get there. We'll okay. Get there. There's one that's actually labeled. Um, yeah, I that beef Wellington is high on oh, the list. So good to try. Um, okay, mine is Tangerine Cafe flavors of the Medina, and I swear this is like the same exact thing that we had yeah. for the last festival. But it's grilled kebabs with carrot chickpea salad and a garlic aioli. Carrots three ways. This actually sounds very interesting to me uh tremula spiced grilled carrots pickled carrots and carrot ginger puree stone baked moroccan bread with hummus tremula and zaug dips and then a house-made crispy almond butt phyllo pocket with white chocolate pomegranate and milk chocolate orange um i'm not gonna read all of the drinks because there are many there's multiple drinks non-alcoholic and alcoholic based off chai mint tea um one's a mimosa with a key lime sparkling wine they have blake's hard cider they have other hard ciders lots of ciders and various types of chai mint teas um i'm gonna say again just because i feel like this is another one that could be at any festival i think aaron's booth is the winner here yes i agree only because of the beef wellington because it was so delicious that sounds real good. I'm excited for that. That's I'm getting that for sure. Um in a couple just in a week. Yay. Yeah. All right. All right. And next we have Deco Delights, which is a little dessert booth, which is always fun. So for food items, we have a dolce chocolate mousse with chocolate cream and dark chocolate truffle. Next, we have a decadent Valorona chocolate with dark chocolate mousse, chocolate brownie, and some sort of mousse c-a-s-s-i-s i I don't know how to pronounce that apologies for 
our lack of culture. Um, and then we have an orange mousse with lemon cake and raspberry meringues, which is part of the wonderful walk of colorful cuisine. They stay giving us mouthfuls for these like names, like oh, a meals fromage montage. The names of this particular festival are so extra. Like, it's really funny. Um, and then for beverages, we have a strawberry blonde nitro, a vanilla porter, a milk stout, and then here's the espresso martini featuring Bloyd and Bear, Boyd and Blair potato vodka, and then a Neapolitan beer flight, which actually that sounds really cute. Yeah, I love espresso martinis, and considering the day I fly in, my flight is at like it's before 6 a.m. That's how early it is. And I'm working a full day from the resort that day. And then we're going to farts. I will likely be getting that espresso martini like first thing out of the gate because I'm gonna need it. Um, all right. Mine is Pop Eats. Uh, so just basically a cheeky little tomato soup stand. Uh, tomato soup with grilled cheese, tomato soup with pimento cheese, bacon, and fried green tomato grilled cheese. Something about me, I hate pimento cheese. I think it looks like vomit, um, and I absolutely hate it. I'm sorry, Aaron. I am I'm upset. Sorry. I'm it's so disgusting. upset. Um, and then an all almond frangipan cake layered with raspberry jam and Belgian chocolate that's like straight out of Great British Bake Off. Uh, beverages, a Brooklyn Brewery Pulp Art Hazy IPA. Reed would be all over that. And then Blue Spectrum Blanc de Blue Cuvée Musée with boba pearls. So it's basically champagne with boba pearls in it. Mm. Um, neither. <laughs> neither. I vote for Pop Eats. Pop Eats okay. has my vote simply because the it's got more variety, but also it just sounds way better. And I would and actually I things. We we're not. I would desserts. much rather have, yeah. I'd rather have a savory delight than a Same. dessert. Same. All right. Ooh, my next one. I'm. I have historically always really liked this booth, um, because you guys know I'm obsessed with pork belly, and I get this every single year. This is the deconstructed dish booth. Um, the deconstructed BLT, which is pork belly, soft poached egg onion bread pudding, watercress, and tomato jam. So good. If you guys haven't tried this, I highly recommend. Um, next is deconstructed French onion soup, which I think is really funny of a concept, deconstructed soup. Um, but it's beef, bro- beef broth ravioli, gruyere cream, onion bread pudding, and onion textures, whatever that means. Um, and then we have deconstructed key lime pie, which is flexible key lime curd, key lime mousse, and graham cracker cake and meringues honestly these descriptions are sending me like flexible key lime curd that sounds like onion really textures. questionable I, and I onion textures the, <laughs> the same thing when i read this because i'm making tiktoks about the festival but like before i go to see if like my impressions match up to like how i feel about the food and when i read through and i saw that i'm like y'all are doing too much over here on the farts menu teams like some of these, like, I think they're even called, like, food studios. They're not called food booths. I'm like, y'all need to chill. An ounce of chill. It reminds me of that meme of people, um, like, when they post the picture of a peanut butter and jelly, and it's, like, um, yeah. a peanut puree and a, yeah. you know, raspberry reduction on a brioche roll. Like, it's a PB&J. It's just, that said, they're doing the I- most. I will be getting that pork belly thing because that reminds me of what I got oh. at Nomad Lounge. Yes. Um, that said, I will be fighting for mine to win. I'm going to read it. Pastor- oh, I haven't. Oh, oh hold on. I didn't go done. over. Sorry. I got so sidetracked over the onion textures. I didn't even read the beverages, but don't worry, guys. They're not that exciting. Um, we have a deconstructed apple pie a la mode, which is apple cinnamon gelato, cinnamon apple cider, apple pie filling, and streusel, which sounds a lot like the one from um, Food and Wine Festival in Canada. And then there's a Wicked Weed Brewing Blank Canvas Belgian Blonde Wit Beer. So Damn. just needed to get that in. <laughs> I actually thought that too about that one drink from Canada. I'm like, did they just take the leftover ingredients and went, well, no, that's what it sounds like. (laughs) Um, All right. Mine is pastoral palette. 
And I think it's called that because it's like all very beef focused. So it's a red wine braised beef short rib with parsnip puree, broccolini, baby tomatoes, and aged balsamic. Let me tell you, as someone who dabbles in the culinary arts, if you ever want a lighter alternative to mashed potatoes, make yourself a parsnip puree, make yourself a celery root puree, use coconut milk, canned coconut milk. I made both of them for Reed one time early on in our dating boy was obsessed he's like this is better than mashed potato it's so good get this for the parsnip puree alone it's freaking delicious um a wild boar cassoulet with duck confit ham hock and wild boar sausage a cassoulet is kind of just like a casserole I, there's rice in there all that kind of stuff black forest cake chocolate mousse with morello cherries i do love morello cherries and chantilly cream beverages we've got a hard cider a blonde ale a frozen rosé a play on rosé flight so it's like rosé but not well I'm gonna, there's no description I don't know what that is I'm very confused and a Marietta old vine rosé so that's real rosé excellent no your I booth wins for sure yeah for yeah. sure okay, uh, hands down we're on the same page I yes. love me a braised short rib I've made those before at home too oh and they're not hard you guys look up a recipe make it at home it's it's not as hard as you think all right Aaron gorgeous all right. So next we have El Artista Hombriento, which means the hungry artist. And I already know that this one is just right up my alley, you guys. Yeah. So first we have a carne asada, which is a chipotle marinated beef sirloin, a sweet potato puree and crispy fried onions. Oh, my God. Next, we have our huarache de champiñones, which is guajillo chile and corn masa huarache with pinto beans, oyster mushroom, mushrooms, nopales, queso fresco, and pea tendrils. Look at you with these pronunciations. Pop off. You guys, my husband is half Mexican, so I'm also half Mexican now. Um, not really. Next, we have flan de coco, which is coconut flan, guava sauce, and whipped cream, which sounds super good. Um, then we have a Mexican craft beer, a bonbon margarita, which this one's really interesting to me. I was reading this last night when we were there. Um, it's got mezcal and then it's got marshmallow cordial, lime juice, agave nectar, and a hint of coffee and elderflower served with a toasted marshmallow. And this yes, drink, please. yes, please. She's sixteen fifty. She's an expensive girl. She, there's a She's lot bougie. happening in this drink. There's like a lot. I want it lot. so bad. I, I, have, I have seen this drink all over TikTok. This is the drink I was talking about. I want it's, it so bad. It reminds me of like when you go to like McDonald's and you get one of each of the drinks at the soda fountain. They just like put everything in here. I'm interested say, to see how it tastes. It reminds me. One, I love mezcal. It's my favorite kind of tequila. And it reminds me of a drink I learned to make on a Disney cruise ship for my 18th birthday. So this was oh, a decade ago. Oh, jeez. Ooh. Oh, she old. She old. <laughs> um, it's actually more than that because I turned 29 this year. Um, but uh, they took like passion fruit and a bunch of other flavors and they put coffee, like tequila, like it was the Patron uh cafe is like it was the Patron coffee liqueur and it was the most delicious thing I've had in my life so I've been chasing that high ever since because I didn't write down the recipe and this might be it she's worth the 1650 I'm just worried I'm gonna like it so much I'm gonna want it again honestly I will just take a sip of yours and I that's just so interesting. Um, and then the last one, we have a Las Californias, which is a tequila, strawberry lime puree, and Las Californias citrus Mexican gin, which that one sounds really good. That's more up my my type of drink. And that one is $15.50. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Aaron's wins, but I'll read mine just <laughs> because that's the game. So mine's the Painted Panda, which gets points for a cute name. Not an extra. It's a cute booth name. We love it. General So's Chicken Shumai. It is $10.75, which is higher than their usual like mm. chicken skewers, chicken prices. But I love General So's Chicken. So might be a might be a try there. And a Char Siu Pork Bun. That's $8.50. Sounds We're so good. Selectively reading the prices on this. Um <laughs> 
the drinks, we have a panda bubble milk tea with black tea, milk, chocolate, and tapioca boba pearls, basically the same thing they have every time, non-alcoholic. We have a Lucky Foo Pale Ale, Silk Road Hard Lemonade with Smirnoff Vodka, Lavender Coconut Syrup, and Lemonade. That could be interesting. And then a Sea Butterfly, which I have on my I Want to Try drinks, is a Butterfly Pea Flower Infused Cocktail with Smirnoff Vodka, Light Rum, Light Cheese Syrup. Y'all know how I love Light Cheese. And Magic Boba Pearls. Oh, I want to try that too. Yeah, I'm going to put that on my list for sure even with um, the fabulous drinks I do think Aaron's birth wins yeah with just the food alone I think but this the painted panda does sound really really good this one I would consider this one a really good booth as well um uh one of my friends that I went with last night Sam at the independent sprinkle she got the panda bubble milk tea and she said it was one of like the best things that she's had in a long time so Super interesting, I guess, if you want to try that, if you're into that. Um, I would try that for sure. I definitely, we both love lychee so much, so I will be getting this drink. Love it. All right. I think All this right. next round is going to be controversial, so go for it, Aaron. Oh, I'm scared. Um, okay, so the next one is Figment's Inspiration Station at the Odyssey, which is where um, it's like that building right next to Test Track. And I actually did try the rainbow cake here, which just was so good. So if you guys get the chance to try that, I highly, re- highly recommend. And it's very Instagrammable. So that's always a plus. Um, but this is the spot where you can also get the Figment Premium Popcorn Bucket with Rainbow Popcorn. And these are available only through mobile order. So different oh, from really? last year yes oh, that's what it said buckets. yeah the popcorn the bucket sorry sorry no 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 just the popcorn bucket um different from last year when we had lines throughout the entirety of epcot and it was crazy um there's also the pop tart which is the sugar cookie with blueberry filling it's like a little uh pop tart vibe and then there's a fruit pizza which is watermelon compressed cantaloupe berries and berry balsamic um we also had a friend that tried the Pop-Tart and it literally was just like cardboard. So that one was a little bit disappointing. Not surprised by that considering how bad the Pop-Tarts yeah. at Woody's Lunchbox are. Yeah, those are, I like some of them. They're hit or miss for me at Woody's Lunchbox, but really fun beverages at this booth as well. You have the grape smoothie with freeze-dried Skittles. Um, and this is what's served in the souvenir figment cup. Um, which don't put hot coffee in that, by the way, because my friend Karina did that and hers shriveled up uh, and melted. So um, and then we have a few hard ciders, a rainbow cider flight, a blonde ale, a butterfly lager, a rainbow beer flight, and a raspberry and blackberry Midwest fruit tart. All right. I'm just going to say this right now. I think mine should win. And I'll explain why. One, I have very mixed feelings about that grape drink. I, yeah, I hate grape. I don't know how they avoid that tasting like cough medicine, but mine is modern, modern, whatever. I'm, I'm going to call it modern. This is just too extra. You don't need the E at the end. Um, There's only one loser for me on this list, and it's the first one, which is the compressed watermelon to cut to tataki with pickled watermelon rind yuzu pearls watermelon foam and wasabi listen i understand what they were trying to do with this i have watched many a tiktok read many a review it just tastes like watermelon let it go so that's gonna be a no for me the rest of it i'm getting angry crab a whole crispy soft shell crab with green papaya salad mango sriracha fluid gel probably shouldn't use the word fluid and coconut lime foam with pomegranate and mango crush pearls that is only seven twenty-five, people. Seven twenty-five. I will be purchasing it. Pan-seared scallops with vanilla butternut squash puree, brown butter, cauliflower puree, and lime foam. I do want to say this though: it's not scallops; it's one scallop, and all of these like sides are like little dots all around the plate. So like, don't think you're getting like a heaping helping of puree. You're not. That said, I still think it sounds really good. It's 750, whatever. And then the dessert is the tropics, lily koi mousse, guava cake, coconut cremeau, compressed pineapple. What is this compressed? And mango gel, five bucks. Looks really good. Looks very colorful. Beverages, a watermelon Mary 
Is that their take on a Bloody Mary? It literally just looks like red liquid with boba. And there is boba. Yum. With potato vodka. I'm curious <laughs> though. And then they have a Riesling. I want to know who's Our walking up to this booth and ordering a Riesling. Um, <laughs> I think that I think that one wins. I, I understand the cake is really good. But can we live off the cake alone, Erin? Honestly, after <laughs> I tasted it, I could. It was... Usually the cakes at these things are like extremely bland and mediocre. Maybe I just got a really good batch, but it was like cold and moist and like the frosting was right. It was so good. I will let you have this one because you're very passionate about it. And also because really the cake is the only thing on that menu that's remotely appealing. So yeah. And don't worry, it'll lose in the next round because it's going up against the hungry artists. So it's fine. It won't last long. Um, Okay, (laughs) next. All right, next we have Goshiki in Japan, which is a rainbow katsu sando, which which is a pork cutlet sandwich with tangy tonkatsu sauce. That is really hard to say next to each other. And cabbage in rainbow sweet bread, which I bet that is so cute. I have not seen a picture of this yet, but I would love to. Um, then we have the infamous sushi donut, which is donut-shaped sushi featuring salmon, tuna, shrimp, cucumber, and sesame seed over a decorated plate of wasabi aioli, sriracha aioli, and eel sauce. And then we have the Ichigo Daifuku, which is the mixed berry mochi, sweet izuku bean paste, and mascarpone. Mas- mascarpone. Oh my god, I'm literally having a stroke. Mascarpone. Very okay. Good. I'm trying to go like read through these really fast, and I'm like stumbling over my words. And then we have a watercolor lager. And then we have sake in a traditional personalized wooden cup, which that is such a cool touch. And then we have the purple yuzu sake lemonade, which is a sake cocktail with butterfly pea Oh my God. (laughs) Butterfly. I almost said peanut butter. Butterfly pea flower and yuzu lemonade. How much is the sake in the personalized cup? It's only $12.50, which I feel like that's that's so worth it. Yeah, that's not bad. All right. Well, Aaron's going to get a good laugh because mine is the Italy booth. So that's great. Awesome. All right. Mozzarella. Yeah, same. Mozzarella frita, flash fried breaded fresh mozzarella with an artist palette of condiments. Listen, I've seen photos of this. It looks cute. It's under $10. I actually, I got this last night. Is it good? It was actually really good. I mean, it's fried cheese. You you can't mess that up. And the condiments. No, are they good? Uh, they were okay I could have done without all of them but the marinara the marinara was actually really good um but I could have done without all of the rest of them listen if Italy relied more on things like deep fried cheese I think it'd be a more successful food <laughs> like I don't hate this idea and it's under ten dollars which like that's my other beef with the Italy booth it's, it's always so expensive and everything is under ten dollars well not the alcohol obviously but all the food is um ravioli al fungi perlay Tartafuta. I'm giving up on these names. It's a wild mushroom stuffed pasta with truffle butter and truffle pearls. That sounds great. And I got that too. Was it good? It was really, really good. All right. See, you guys, you guys, like this, there may be hope for the Italy Pavilion. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say you only get two pieces of ravioli. So do with that what you will. And it's 925. So again, yeah. Italy's a ripoff. Um, Budino, or whatever. It's a chocolate pudding with colorful chocolate decor. I'm so over this. And then the beverages, you got a Pilsner, you got a Chianti, you got a Prosecco, you got a Sangria, red or white, your choice. Italian margarita with tequila and limoncello. I feel like they have this at every booth. And then they have an Amaretto Bellini with Di Serrano, original liqueur, white peach. Ooh, I do love a white peach parade. Ooh, oh, white peach parade and Prosecco. Ooh, that actually sounds real good. That might be good. Um... I don't know. I listen. I hated that mochi from Food and Wine, and I don't know. I think I think that the sushi donut's a cop out. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna, I'm saying it how it is. <laughs> um, but the chicken, I really don't want to vote for Italy, but I really don't like the Japan booth. Honestly, you pick. You pick. I'm gonna go with Japan solely on the theme element because we have rainbow sweetbread you have a sushi donut like I feel like those are so festival of the arts and like the mozzarella fritta they serve it on a little artist palette but 
other than that, nothing really is giving art to me. Fair enough. All right. All right. Next, we're whipping through these. This is our last one. And then we're going to like actually like we're going to see who reigns supreme. I don't know. It's anybody's game right now. <laughs> you want to go? Is it my turn? Oh, is it yeah, my turn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, LOL. Um, so next we have gourmet landscapes, which the first food item is a blood orange braced beef. Oh, my God. Why can I not read? <laughs> a blood orange braised beet tartare with mustard vinaigrette, pickled clamshell mushrooms, and golden beets. And this is also a wonderful walk of colorful cuisine item. Then we have roasted bone marrow with onion marmalade, pickled mushrooms, and petite lettuce. And then we have wild mushroom risotto with aged Parmesan truffle shavings and Zinfandel reduction. And then for beverages, we have a some sort of raspberry beer, a cuvee a merlot and then a frozen rusty nail cocktail which sounds delicious um so (laughs) there's that this be this booth is extremely unappealing what this is my favorite okay what a rusty nail by the way is a cocktail you mix scotch whiskey with drambo it's it's like an old bat it's like that sounds terrible Okay, well, fine. To me. Aaron, Aaron, I won't you yuck had... your yum, but <laughs> I actually I love that saying. Have you ever had bone marrow? No. Okay. I bone marrow is one of the most delicious things that we are ingrained as like adults in this country to not use the whole animal. And like I will get on my soapbox here momentarily because I Awful, which is spelled O-F-F-A-L, it is the discards of the animal, are the best parts of the animal. Give me roasted bone marrow and like some fried uh, sweetbreads or livers any day over a ribeye cut of steak any day. It is the most flavorful and delicious part of the animal. Bone marrow is when you cut open a beef bone. So beef bones are like pretty big. And it's all, it's like the marrow, it's, it's the marrow, obviously it's the marrow, but it's like almost like a mousse-like texture. And it is the most like savory, umami, like, oh, it's one of the best things in the world. Roasted bone marrow is one of the best things in the world, as is beef tartare and wild mushroom risotto. And Rathers, Rathers are bomb too. Rathers are German, it's, it's like beer mixed with a, usually, I, I usually have a peach Rathers, so it's peach brandy. Well, I love that for you. <laughs> I will not be participating in this booth. Um, will maybe the bone marrow on this. On this she will not. I would get the mushroom risotto. That actually sounds really good. Everything else, it's a no from me, dog. All right. Once you smell the bone marrow, like when you see it, maybe maybe when you see me enjoying it, you'll have like a small urge. All right. Mine is France. I'm not pronouncing. I'm over this, you guys. I've had a long week. I'm not pronouncing this. Um. Up first is the creme de brie and petite pan, which is, it's a bread bowl with brie in it. Delicious. We all love brie. Like, that's fine. Sounds good. Um, The next one actually looks really cool. It's a black winter truffle croissant. And it's, so if you guys know the croissant, like, you, you know, there's like almost like a... Um, like there's like shiny parts of it and that's what you get when you roll the croissant and you baste it with the egg uh the egg wash those parts are black so it's a layered pastry with which one layer is black one layer is the regular color so when you cut into it and you make the roll it creates like a striped effect it's really cool very talented um and then we have the most in my opinion controversial dish on this menu which is a milfoy a milfoy is usually three pieces of pastry with a savory or sometimes not savory. It can be sweet too. Um, mixture piped in between each one, sometimes fruit, sometimes other things. This is literally three slices of beets with cashew herb filling, pepper, pine nut sauce, and balsamic vinegar. Does it still sound delicious and will I be getting it? Because I love beets and I love pesto. And that's basically what it is. Yes. Is it a milfoy? No, it is not. Don't cop out and call it that. If anything, you can call it a Napoleon. That's fine. Um, 
And then we have a molten chocolate and hazelnut cake. Heck yes. With pure origin Valrona chocolates and passion fruit mango sauce. Drinks. Frozen French martini. Got some brute rosé sparkling wine. Some Chardonnay. And a Ciroc Sunset Citrus Vodka Spritz. I know which one will win this round. I'm just saying that Gourmet Landscapes deserves to. Because whoever wrote that menu decided to break the mold of Epcot Festival booths and go for it. And I salute them. But it's the France Pavilion, I'm assuming. Correct, Erin? Hey, that would be my personal vote. That's fine. Whatever. Personally. That's I would fine. get everything. Well, I would get the croissant and I would get the brie bread bowl. I've actually heard the truffle croissant is really, really good. Yeah, it does. It looks bomb. All right. All right. It's time. I have the the bracket here so we're gonna go so it's artist table versus mm -hmm. craftsman's courtyard so we need to remind so us. it's duck and dumplings booth with the hummingbird cake versus beef wellington yes yeah those booths i my vote is artist table just because there's more options and there's more drink options. Like, I feel like there's just like, yeah, to choose from. I'm good with that. Okay. Let me write that down. All right. Up next is pop eats versus pastoral palette. I think we know which one wins there. Yes. Okay. Pastoral palette. I was waiting for you to be like, wrong no <laughs> that one wins that that beef short ribs just sounds so good okay up next we have the hungry artist versus modern modern hungry artist i mean yeah i think that's fair yeah although from here it will get more competitive for the hungry artist and then goshiki versus france um i have to remind oh that was the japan booth right yeah I vote for France. I also vote for France. Okay. All right. Back to the West side. All right. Now we have artists, um, artist table versus pastoral. I have to pull that one back up. Pastoral palette. Okay. That was the short rib, wild beef short rib, egg, black forest cake versus artist table. Yeah, which is the first one, which is the three meat meatloaf, duck and dumplings, and hummingbird cake. Mm -hmm. I vote for the other one. Pastoral. Yeah. Me as well. Okay. All right. Back to the other side. This one's going to be hard. I feel like it's going to be, we're going to have to play rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> hungry, ar <laughs> hungry artist versus France. You know what? I'll let you have France because Mexico won last time. Thank you. So Thank you. for to shake it up a little bit, we'll I'll let you have this one. I appreciate that. So it's, You're it's so Thank you so much. It's France versus the pastoral palette. They're both uh, good. I think one does sit above the other. I'm literally having to look at these every time. I personally would vote for the pastoral palette. Me as well. Me as well. All right. And there's our winner. It's past. That's it. That's the whole bracket. That was so fast. It was because it, it's like once you get through the reading of the boost, like we can go. Yeah. Like there's only two of us. So debating it is not that hard to go through each booth. Um, yeah. I have a feeling we're going to have to get one of everything on the past, not the drinks. I don't need that much hard cider in my life, but um, we'll definitely be getting definitely the food. short rib and the cassoulet for sure. Um, I'm so excited. Yeah. And this one was interesting because I do feel like there are far fewer booths on this bracket. Mm -hmm. where literally like pass. <laughs> no, thank you. That's true. That is true. Usually we're like, oh, nothing on here sounds good. But... Yeah, we're, we just go through the motions. And this one, yeah. I think there, I think every booth, except the one that was like dessert dedicated, there was something Aaron and mm -hmm. I were like, oh, we, we actually want to try that. Mm -hmm. Not just because we create content, but because that actually sounds good to us. Yeah. If there's one thing we love to do, it is eat. That's right. Darn, darn toot in. Well, <laughs> thank you for coming along yes. we tried to keep this one 
around an hour for you guys. This might be under an hour. Um, it's a world record for world us. Record. We tried to keep it sweet and simple for you all. We're really excited for Farts, the shortest of all the festivals. I can't wait to be there and actually get to eat these foods uh, and see Aaron for the first time. Not for the first time. That comes second. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm pretty excited about the food. Um, and yeah, it's a great festival. Uh, well worth the trip. And there's a cold front coming through uh, Florida when I arrive. Yes. I was going to text you and ask if you had seen that because I was looking at the yes. weather and I was like, the temperature starts with a six for this weekend that Sarah's going to be there. And I am so excited. It's going to be so nice. Which basically just means I can wear a light sweater and not feel like I'm about to die. Like low 60s, especially if the day starts at like in the 40s, I can wear a sweater and not feel like I'm going to die from the heat. Um, it's also my favorite time of the year. I used to walk around the parks with my parents when Florida had cold winters. And we'd like pick out where everyone was from. So we'd see like a dude, we'd see like a guy in like a coat, like a heavy coat and be like, you're a, like, you're a Floridian. We saw people dressed like we were in like jeans and like t-shirts and like a light jacket. It's like, okay, Midwest. We saw a dude in shorts, flip-flops and a t-shirt. And it was like 40s or like Alaskan. (laughs) That is crazy. Yeah. First of all, flip-flops at Disney World that's really not questionable any time of the year. Yeah, just uh, not a good decision all around. But yeah, yeah. So, well, thank you all for tuning in uh, to this episode, to our bracket. One, we will update everyone with some of our, Aaron was able to give some insights into recommendations, but we'll give everyone a secondary update after uh, my visit and uh, which of these we actually tried. Will Aaron try bone marrow for the first time? Only time will tell. She's saying no. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll get a couple of the of those drinks into her and see what happens. Um, but yes, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we always we so appreciate having you all as listeners. Reach out to us on social media anytime. So a reminder, I am at the Sarah Rachel. Aaron is Aaron goes to Disney and Aaron R. Davila on TikTok now. Erin mm-hmm. is diversifying her her uh, social media handles, and we are also on YouTube. But you can get those links from our profiles. And yeah, we love you all so much. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Yes, thank you guys.